The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good early afternoon, ACB community. This is ACB Community's Home, Garden, and Agriculture. We come to you every month on the second Saturday of each month to talk about all things related to uh, growing and uh, homesteading, raising animals, a whole variety of topics. And um, I am Marge. I am one of the facilitators here, and and, uh, Deborah has not arrived yet, but uh, we hope she will. We're meeting at a different time um, this month. Uh, We will be back to our typical time of 5 p.m. Eastern in subsequent months, but we're here a bit earlier today, and uh, perhaps some of you will be listening to this later um, as a podcast. about our gardens since she and I are of uh, the country. Uh, And so we've got different things going on in our gardens. Um, I am in the South, in particular on the coast of Georgia. And so our um, growing times are different from a lot of the rest of you in the Northern part of the country. In fact, today it's very warm. It's in the seventies and very humid. So, um, What that means is that uh, for me, uh, I have a lot going on in my garden right now because of growing things year round. We're harvesting pretty much every day and uh, growing lots of winter greens, uh, lettuces, cabbages, cauliflower, collards, mustard greens. I could go on. Uh, And uh, it's a nice time because... uh, the uh, the insects aren't so bad. What we worry about is cold temperatures because we do get them here. It's not as though we we are free of freezing temperatures. We're not. So we always watch the weather and uh, take precautions when when needed. So today our theme is to uh, talk about resources for gardening and homesteading. And I'm sure some of you will have contributions to make on this topic, some favorite things, uh, go-tos that that you've um, used in the past, or maybe you're, um, you are just starting to think about some of these topics and are, are looking for resources. I know that for me, it's been such a blessing to have the internet. It is nothing like it was like earlier than the 2000s or so. Because of all we can access now, it's bewildering. It can be hard to even know where to where to start because there is so much available. But what I want to suggest is actually starting locally, starting in person, starting with uh, with neighbors. It's easy to forget when we sit in front of our phones and computers that, um, that people locally can be 
a tremendous resource uh, for us. But oddly enough, we might find those local resources through the internet, um, through uh, Facebook or other social networking sites. And that's certainly been um, true for me. But uh, do think about um, asking your neighbors who, uh, who might be available to you um, when you're out on walks or talking to them. What do they grow? What have they been successful with? What has been a failure um, for, for them that hasn't worked out? Another local resource to go to is your local garden centers. Uh, there are often folks working there or connected with uh, those centers who are very enthusiastic about uh, what can be grown locally. They're often people who are very good for advice. And in addition to, to uh, centers or stores, uh, there might be organizations that uh, host classes in your community. And again, you might find out about those classes through Facebook or through other social networking sites. But uh, many communities have classes on offer, especially in the winter when gardening, uh, depending on your climate, may not be an option. So it's time to uh, look into classes that are on offer. If you are in a community that has a university that has an agriculture department, uh, those uh, that can also be a resource and they will often put a lot of things online. For me, it's the University of Georgia, and there are a tremendous number of growing guides available that way. And you can download those, and, and more or less, those can be readable as PDFs. Usually, they are to some extent. And you can save those and consult them um, later on. Um, I've certainly done that. Mark? With, uh, yes. Yes. Hi, Deborah. Hey, oh, okay, that's you. Okay. Interrupt you. Okay. Yeah, I was. I had my hand raised. De Deborah, I, I was. I, I was. This is Ray. This is Ray Campbell, your host. I was getting ready to say something to her, but I wanted her to finish her thought and um, yeah. didn't realize that was you. So I will make sure you are named properly, and uh, I'll put your hand down. So we're good to roll. Thank Ray, you, Deborah. So I was just I, starting. I, I just. Starting to talk about university resources. Oh yes, one of my favorite options. Yes, I and I um, totally agree. There's the Master Gardener program through universities and extension agencies, and like you said, those publications are amazing, they and really they are, are geared toward your own area. Yes, they are. And that's what's yeah, important and, and yeah. accessible. Yes, very, very valuable. And um, I was mentioning the one on figs that I've used, and that's how I learned that you can keep figs uh, trimmed to the level of being a bush. They don't have to turn into a big old fig tree, which I never knew. So uh, publications like that on uh, growing particular things, I have one downloaded on blueberries that I've used from time to time over the years. So 
Um, you can go with those and and uh, and as I said too, there may be classes through Ag Extension in your area. Every county has an Ag Extension agent um, that serves your county. Some of them are um, more forthcoming than others. Our particular agent right now is not a guy who particularly wants to help out very much, but um, the past agent did a newsletter and um, that's something you can try to locate if your Ag Extension agent does a newsletter that's likely to be geared to, to your area and uh, something that could be pretty valuable to you. And Deborah, you can talk about uh, Master Gardener classes since you've done those. Um, yeah, I'd be happy to do that. I um, I want to apologize to everybody. I had the time completely mixed up in my head. <laughs> and I realized like two minutes before I called. So it's I apologize. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get in a rut. Uh, and uh, after we chit chat a little bit, we really do want to hear what you use as a resource because there are... So many knowledgeable people out there with great ideas. We would love to hear what you use. Um, I will say that the Master Gardener system is international. Um, there is an online Master Gardener course you can take. Um, I believe it's through the University of Oregon or Oregon State. I get that mixed up. Um, but it's, it's a very intense um, training process, it, it involves not only training, but it also involves community service. You are expected to give back to your community after you learn a broad spectrum of, of skills and you can become a certified master gardener or advanced master gardener. And I uh, am kind of taking the year off from master gardener this year, but I've done it off and on for almost 30 years. It's, wow. it's just a wonderful way to, to meet other gardeners and people with special interests. So yeah, and um, another, I, I would like to hear from people if you do this. I love um, podcasts and YouTube. I really enjoy, um, like uh, there's a um, Urban Gardener podcast I love that comes out of uh, Arizona. Um, there are lots of YouTube videos I enjoy following. I would love to hear from any of you what what you like, but you do have to be careful with that. You stuff. do. Sometimes you do. I've gotten some bad advice. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. some, yeah. You do. You know, kind of double check it. But yeah. Right. Find but if you want to know, say, yeah, if you want to know something like growing, you know, about growing a particular herb like lavender, say, um, it's good to to look at more than one YouTube video, two or three um, to see if you get some of the mm -hmm. same ideas or if you get conflicting ideas. And um, if if you do, you need to to further look into what's being said um, until you get enough consistency in in the advice. Um, I, yeah, I've been been uh, uh, misdirected a time or two from YouTube videos. Oh yes, yes, and and that's where you can back it up by looking at your university literature, and. Um, that's often posted through your extension agency website, through Master Gardener websites. Um, 
our Soil Conservation Service here where I live, they, they offer um, some really great resources. Um, so look at some evidence-based materials to kind of back up that YouTube stuff or podcast stuff sometimes it, 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 it can save you. But I'm wondering, since I came on late, can, we, can I just ask you what's going on in your garden? Because I know you garden year-round. Um, yes, and what's I, going on. I, I took a moment of privilege to say a little bit about that. And uh, you can add okay. what, about what's going on in yours. But I was saying that it's very warm today. And we are harvesting pretty much every day. I sort of make the rounds among the greens and uh, the cauliflowers are forming and I'm waiting on peas, but I sort of make the rounds among the collards and mustards and Swiss chard and turnips and pick and eat and store some away in the freezer. So that's kind of my life. Uh, most, most days I'm doing that because there's a lot out there and I want to take advantage while it's as young and tender as, as it's going to be. So how about you? Are you looking at seed catalogs? Well, a bit of that. I have ordered some plants for this fall because everything sold out so quickly last year, but uh, I do still have some gardening going on. My unheated greenhouse still has great greens growing in the green stalks. I'm very pleased about that. I'm not harvesting much. Over, over the about past two weeks, I'm not harvesting um, much. I am a little, but not much because it, it's been getting in the 20s and uh, the days are getting pretty short. So yes. um, I'm, uh, when it kind of warms up again in February, I'll probably start harvesting more heavily again. But I also have my arrow garden going. And for any of you who don't know what an arrow garden is, it's an indoor hydroponic gardening system. It's really easy to use. And it, I have herbs growing in there. I have um, some three different kinds of basil and a calendula. It's, it's doing very well in there. I'm, it was experimental. It's happy in there. And uh, I have a stevia that uh, it's not looking so good. I don't know. That was experimental too. How but, much light um, have you got on yeah, that? Yeah, that's. You may have too much light on it, your stevia. The arrow garden. The arrow garden comes with um, with uh, the lights. It comes mm -hmm. that they're built in. All you do is add water and fertilizer. And uh, yeah, it could be that that light is a bit much for it, uh, but I, I don't, stevia is kind of persnickety to grow. It is. Uh, so w once, I mean, to get started, once it's started, it does really well. And for people who don't know, stevia is an amazing herb. You pick the leaves and dry them or eat them fresh, and, and they're very wheat. People use it as a substitute for sugar. It has zero calories and it's used in many toothpaste products. So it's it's really a cool herb. But yeah, well, I'll keep watching it. And um, one more story. Last, I, I have a cat who adores my orchid cactus. I know a gardener who's almost 100 years old and she gave me an orchid mm. cactus. And my rotten cat, one of my rotten cats, decided that it is absolutely delicious. 
And last night, I, I thought I had it well protected, but she got through my barriers and she ate the flower stock off of it last night. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> my cat is not my favorite critter right now. So that's my gardening stuff. And I'm sure many of you who have cats get that story. So Yeah, it's one of the reasons but I don't we, grow inside. If, <laughs> yeah. They are leaving the arrow garden alone, but boy, she was she she also decimated an orchid so she's a stinker what? but um Wait, ladies we, just so you know you don't have down. hands yet you you don't have any hands yet okay but okay. if anyone would like we to would raise their hand from, yeah yeah go for it we want to hear from you so um yeah let us know uh what your favorite resources are or if you just want to are you okay with just talking about just about anything, Marge? Oh, absolutely. You, you guys have absolutely. a yeah. you do okay. you do have a raised hand. All right, let's go for it. Let's go for okay. it. Phone number 207, 207 ending ending in 054. Oh. You may unmute. Is that Carol? Carol, if it's you, you are still muted. 207 ending 054, hit start. There you go. There, there we go. Yeah, thank you. Chattering away here. Um, yeah, it's so good to hear about land where there's not snow on the ground. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, How hello, Maine. What do you have in Maine, Carol? <laughs> Maine, right, right. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's settling in now. The ground is beginning. It's frozen. Not terribly. It's a weird. It's, our seasons have been very funny. We're, we're hoping for a bit more of a win real winter because we did not have one last year. But who's to know? Who's to know? But I wanted to just say yeah. that you had said at the beginning, uh, we're talking about the resources local. And I am so into my local resources. They are so to stand and talk to someone face to face. Yes. It seems to, and I do Google, I absolutely, but it, it's becoming a little bit of a lost art, I think, to just walk into a place and know the person in the greenhouse that's working there and has been for several years. And yeah. you start talking. I walked into our local greenhouse and I happen to, of course, as you know, be a real houseplant person. I walked in and the, the person that works there part time, she walked over. She said, oh, Carol, I'm so excited to see you. She said, I've got this. And we started off. That was it. We were gone. Um, oh, talking, that's great! It is so wonderful to just have those those resources and the extension service and universities, um, even your farm. You know, for your animals, for large or small animals, the farm centers um, that uh -huh. sell the the grain or the whatever food for your dog or cat or or horse or whatever. They're wonderful resources and really can keep you up Absolutely. to date on going locally. I just can't I um yeah it's it's really important to me for my in my and you my you bring up growing life. yeah you bring up a really good point because we are in a world where we live so much of our lives online and virtually but there yeah that one-on-one -on -one connection with a human being is it, especially somebody who tells you this is what I do with this plant in my yard. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, that, that can really, 
be far more valuable than what I read or hear that and that relationship is really important too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. some of the tomatoes I grow are because of neighbors telling me that they were successful mm -hmm. with those tomatoes. And before that, um, I was buying what was available. I was looking online for heat tolerant varieties, but um, that didn't do it. What did it was talking to these neighbors. And so 10 years later, I'm still doing what what they were doing, you know? So yeah, it, it makes a big difference, you know, although sometimes you end up finding those local people through online resources as, mm -hmm. as well. I mean, it, um, there's so much has migrated to, to Facebook, some communities, if you are on Facebook and if you look, you know, for, um, gardeners, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, um, something might come up that would be a local group. We had one called Savannah Backyard Gardeners. And I had people coming over to my yard as a result of things I posted there. And and uh, I gave away vegetables and plants and um, learned things. And then one day it vanished. The whole thing went away. And I've never found anything since then. And Facebook is like that. It's, it can be very fickle. Things can disappear. And I don't know why. I don't know what happened. And I miss it a lot. Haven't found a comparable um, group to, to that local resource. But you may be more fortunate to find one in your area and have it be stable and, and not disappear. Um, it's just fun. You can learn stuff, learn what people uh, grow, uh, who grows what, um, you know, and have exchanges with them. It's it's great fun. And then get to the point of meeting them in person or you learn about a plant swap in your community and you show right. up at that and do stuff that way. So, you know, it's we we. Um, to so that's that's the best but sometimes you got to find them through online uh, access right right so carol right. does your favorite greenhouse do they have classes or other events that you like to attend they did before covid they used to have regular uh groups of um gardening groups whether it was for plants or for for orchid they had an orchid specialists came in. They had a number of wonderful, wonderful groups. And and COVID kind of knocked that out. They have not started uh. up. They're not doing that again. Um, I don't know if the the business has changed in in you know because of, of what COVID did to it, this particular greenhouse. We have several in our area, very different. Um, mm -hmm. but both of them have wonderful one of them is much more much stronger in the outdoor <clears throat> plantings and and plants and and knowledge so to speak the other is more um general um uh indoor plants and more you know just routine things but uh but i miss those terror very very much they yeah. were wonderful yeah very um yeah covid did drive thing. a lot of mm. covid did drive a lot of things online sadly yeah and or they maybe just it will come back. 
Yeah, maybe it will. And you can always yeah. ask, yeah. you know, and see if right. they're yeah. thinking right. about it. Right. Because I think, too, if they know people in the community would attend things, that they may sort of gradually mm-hmm. bring things back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that, the, yeah, the guests we've had on a couple, yeah, Mike, the guests we've had on a couple of times, uh, he where he does his volunteer work with a little group at a local greenhouse that is, I think, over a hundred years old. And you just think of all that history too. Mm-hmm. Uh, supporting a small business like that instead of going to Home Depot or Walmart, and mm-hmm. and uh, it, I I just it, supporting that local feel that local business has a whole other aspect of it too. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Carol. Thank you, Carol. It's always wonderful hearing from you. All right. You have no other hands and, at this point. However, I just, before you continue, I just would like to say that um, if you would like to uh, raise your hand, you're certainly welcome to do that in Zoom. You can also participate in Clubhouse. And if you want to do that, just uh, let Chanel know and she will let me know and we will call on you. So uh, just wanting to let you know that as well. But right now you have no other hands. We would love to hear from you guys. Because you know, Marge and I can just kind of blather on and on. Oh, we can. So please do. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know, talking about resources, I, I do want to give a plug to Nella's book group. Uh, it is a, another really good resource. We usually we read books related to gardening or taking care of animals, kind of homesteading, and get together once a month to talk about that but there are so many great books on nls a lot of good choices do you have any favorite yeah i'm gonna mention a little about that because we have um of course available to all of us the um nls and the, the bard uh downloads and um when it comes to uh, doing that, there there are about, I looked last night, there are about 250 books in the gardening category. Now, those are, you know, that's pretty loosely defined. And some of the books that you might think would be relevant will actually wind up in other categories too. But um, it can be really interesting to go to Bard and find the gardening category and then just browse Um through all those audio and, and braille books. Um, because if if there's a particular area that you'd like to learn more about, say um, growing indoor plants or alternatives to having a, gr- a green lawn out there, things you can do with your landscape, um, there, there are books on that topic. So if you browse through, uh, you can see ones that might be relevant to, to your interests. And I think that, say, for uh, growing vegetables, that it's really good to go to some of the basic books. And and you will see in browsing that some of them will talk about, um, you know, overview of of growing vegetables and um, 
it will let you know definitely that it's for beginners or, you know, as well as advanced uh, gardeners, uh, that kind of thing. And I know too that I have used our um, Rodale's Garden Answers. It's R-O-D-A-L-E. And that is a book that I keep on hand because of the indexing um, you can go through different sections of the book and go to particular vegetables and then learn about planting each and some of the disease issues that affect each. And so that's a handy resource to keep um, in, in a folder somewhere and be able to, to use when, when you want it. So Rodale's Garden Answers. And another one um, is the all new square foot gardening. And square foot gardening is a particular approach and it, it works in raised beds. And as the name implies, you are growing things um, in a square foot space and it, it stresses close planting, which some other gardeners talk about planting in with more distance between plants and that's another approach. But the square foot approach talks about how to do that with different vegetables, what space uh, even with close planting vegetables can take up. So some you might be able to plant nine plants in a square foot according to this approach. And it's a, it's a pretty visual approach, but you can adapt it. And um, it's useful because you can learn all about how to fill your raised bed with soil, what, what it needs and um, how to grow things on trellises with raised beds and there's various approaches about the size of the beds, all of that kind of thing. And so even if you don't do the square foot thing, you still can find a lot of, of valuable information about growing in raised beds. So I recommend that, the all new square foot gardener and it's um, a very lively book very fun fun book to read and as i say there are others on this sort of basic approach to um to growing plants and uh, that can always be very helpful uh reading even for those of us who've been at it for a while you always you always learn more so that's bard and there's, there's also always something, yeah um, yeah, there, there, it, it's a never ending uh, process of, of learning. Absolutely. And that's what I, I love about it. And, you know, Bookshare, for those of us who are members, I looked in their uh, category of what they call home and garden, and it has more than 6,800 titles. Very overwhelming. Uh, that would be way too many titles. But if you want to browse in Bookshare, um, go for it because there are going to be a lot on um, and 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 a lot of books that that go into considerable detail um, on a particular approach to uh, to growing or landscaping. Um, I had used it on uh, finding books on seed saving, for example. And you may find it better or easier to do a keyword search than to try to deal with that entire category. Maybe you wanna know how what you can grow in the Northwest part of the country. You could search on Northwest gardening. 
for example, and probably find a number of books coming up that would have those kind of words in their annotation or in their, their titles. So um, Bookshare is absolutely there for those of us who are members and who um, use um, those, those downloads. Um, I've, I've gotten a lot of benefit from, uh, from Bookshare books. And I've discovered recently a couple of options that are not related to um, blindness-specific resources. And one is my local library offers the Libby app, and that is uh, an app that allows access to digital and audio um, mm. materials. And I was able to use the Libby app to read i've been reading mother earth news i oh. love mother earth news that magazine it's a really good magazine and i found that the app is accessible and um i tried subscribing to mother earth news years ago and i got a, a digital subscription and didn't find it particularly user-friendly but using the library local public library app has been really nice and has opened up some other options for books and magazines um the other resource the other thing i discovered lately was i i found there's a goat book i've really wanted to read it's not available in any accessible format uh, I don't have a scanner, uh, a traditional scanner. And I, um, the book is out of print. I got my hands on a copy and I've been reading it with CNAI on my iPhone. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's actually working. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, and that was pretty exciting to, to just think, hey, I can go to the library and check out a book and read that. I, it does take a little patience, but it, it's kind of fun to to have that option to to use, um, you know, to read stuff other people can read, and I don't have to cut the book apart and run it through a scanner. So it, it's it's really nice. Uh, and also, as you were talking about books, a, a name came to mind, Jess Soward. I really like her her writing. Uh, she has, I think her first book, if I remember correctly, it's called The Beginning Gardener. It, it's on NLS. It's good for people gardening at, at any level. She also has a, um, a YouTube channel called Roots and Refuge. And I like her approach because she brings a lot of enthusiasm and passion to um, taking care of animals. Uh, her primary focus is gardening, but uh, she she gives good advice, and uh, I, I really suggest people give her a try. She's she's a, a good listen. So, Ray, do we have any hands? Is anyone wanting to join the conversation no, yet? No, they're just they're just all they're they're just all so enthralled with your knowledge that uh, they're <laughs> just they're just they're just taking it all in. It looks like so uh, you've got quite a few here. You got a few here though, so that's great. Uh, and um, all that. So, uh, 
No, the uh, no. Basically, uh, right now you have no hands either in Zoom or in Clubhouse. Oh, we do have one. One popped up. All right, Mich Michelle, thank go you. ahead. All right. Oh yes, Michelle. Thank you so much. Michelle, you are still muted. So you're on an iPhone, lower left corner. Should uh, help you out, uh, Michelle. There it is. Sorry there about you that. You Took got me it. a moment Yay, to find it. it. It was hiding. Hi. Um, hey. <laughs> I, I was going to say um, another resource that I found is that a lot of, especially for like um, vegetables and probably for flowers too, a lot of seed um, companies and and such um, have a lot of good information on their websites about how to grow the plants that they sell. Um, yes, they do. And, oh, yeah, um, that's a great point. Yeah, and and so that those are great resources as well. Um, and um, I, I can think of a couple right offhand that I found really useful. Um, and and it's really great because getting depending on where you get your seeds and such, if you order them from online, um, I'll, some of the websites, some do a better job than others, but but there are a number of websites that give really good, um, they, they show the information that's on the seed packet. And, and so you can find out, you know, the growing information and the planting information and all that. And, and then uh, sometimes they'll have additional growing information in, in other places on their website. So um, that's been very useful. What are useful. some of your favorites? What are um, some I've, of your favorite websites? So I've discovered that Johnny Selected Seeds um, has, um, has a lot of really good information. It's a little challenging to, or a little slow to go around to look at the different yeah, information. Is. Mm -hmm. But but they do have a um, a section on um, uh, a really good section on growing um, veggies and such. And for example, they they had a section in growing uh, information on carrots, and they were talking about the you know different kinds of carrots grow. Some grow better in the spring and. Some grow better in the fall. Some store better um, through the winter, and and you know just a lot of really good information that you know I didn't know. And um, so um, sometimes it's useful to just take some time to poke around and read stuff on there. Um, Easy to grow bulbs has some really good information about their plants. Um, uh, Renee's Garden uh, Seeds has uh, good information. Um, they they provide a lot of good information too. So those are some of the ones that I like. And there's probably others that I'm not thinking of right off the hand, uh, top of my head. So, um, but um, and I, I was also you gave a yeah good. I was also going to mention oh, about. 
I was also going to mention about Bart, uh, Bard having a lot of NLS having a lot of good um, gardening books, but you already mentioned it, so you know. <laughs> but Do you yeah, have a and, favorite? Any favorites? Any well, favorite books you want to bring up? Years and years ago, um, when Square Foot Gardening first came out, my husband and I had gotten a copy, and 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 he and we read through the book together, and. And then, um, oh, I think it was last year or, or so, last, within the last couple of years, I discovered that NLS had the second edition available. Um, and so that was really exciting because then I got to read, you know, some of the, you know, about the updates and such. And there were several updates. And so that was really neat to be able to read. Um, and, and to be able to read in, in uh, electronic format. Um, and so um, I kind of, I, I do, I sort of do the square foot gardening, but um, sometimes I give plants a little bit more space than, you know, than he suggests. But um, other times, you know, um, it's really nice to be able to just plant the number of seeds you need and, and you don't have to plant a whole bunch of extra because then sometimes it's hard to go through back through and thin stuff. So um, there's a lot of good tips in there um, if you haven't read, read through it. Um, and, um, and also I like um, just when, when I want to grow something just, um, Using Google to to um, search for whatever plant it is that I want to grow, and maybe adding like growing instructions, or you know, or whatever it is, or how to harvest, you know, a particular veggie, or whatever it is that I'm looking for. And there's a lot of information out there. Um, so. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, that you gave a lot of really good tips there, Michelle. Yeah, that I, I read Square Foot Gardening many, many years ago and tried some of this. I, I didn't have the best of luck. It sounds like I better get a copy of that new version and give it another go. Yeah. So, yeah, that's um, definitely, yeah, and, you know, give it a try and... And uh, so yeah, it's well. It's been you good. also re you reminded me of the other wonderful resource we have, and that's homesteading by touch. Uh, the list I right. learned so much from that list, and I learn a lot listening to people who call in for this too. Just having a community of gardeners and especially other blind gardeners because I know that if I have a question or a dilemma, I can I can maybe throw it out here or I can uh, get on the list. And I've been very impressed with the quality of advice people get. So Deborah, let's and, just and talk, really appreciate it. Uh, let's just talk a little bit about the, the list for those who <laughs> don't know what we're talking about, that uh, this Homesteading by Touch is a listserv that came out of this call. 
uh, started by Nella. And um, you can subscribe to it by um, sending an email message to Homesteading by Touch, all run together. And then the plus sign subscribe at groups.io. So homesteading by touch plus subscribe at groups.io. So it is uh, something that, that came out of, of this, uh, this particular call and um, people respond, people send in a question or um, a tidbit about something they're doing and then others respond uh, to it. And you can choose to get individual messages or get it by a, a digest like every day. And sometimes it's more active than, than others, but as, as Deborah says, it's a good um, community resource and is also where um, the book discussion uh, gets mentioned, where the next book that will be read and discussed um, gets uh, posted there and the information about joining the uh, the book discussion gets posted. So that's how you find out about that. Yeah, and it, it is really nice to talk to other blind gardeners because I've learned a lot of techniques we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We can uh, share ideas. And, and I've been gardening for many, many decades. And I still learn so much just by listening to tips from others. It's, it's a good way to go. Well, and and Michelle, Michelle, yeah, and Michelle Carol. really, you know, brings up a good point about um, the resources of the the seed companies. I mean, it used to be that these seed mm -hmm. catalogs would reach your house in print, and you'd you'd sit there with this fat newsprint thing, and you couldn't read it. Uh, there was no way, you know, because that sort of thing didn't mm -hmm. scan yeah. well. Um, so now with um, so many catalogs being online, you can browse and, and get ideas about what you might want to grow. And as Michelle said, there's um, often a lot of growing information um, from the different companies. And um, I've used Southern Exposure Seed Exchange a fair bit since um, they're in Virginia. And um, since I'm growing in the South, some of what they talk about and some of the, the um seeds they sell are very relevant to um, where I, I grow things. So um, that's been and been a really good one. But um, one thing to remember is that these companies are, um, are selling stuff. They're selling seeds and plants, perhaps. And so they're going to talk up whatever they have for sale, as they should. And uh, so it can get very tempting to try uh, this, that, and the other, or to to buy a tree or a, a plant um, because of how enthusiastically they get talked about. So you, you have to rein yourself in sometimes. It can be a little too tempting um, to buy things that uh, may turn out to be uh, less successful um, than, than you'd like. <laughs> so it's just something to keep in mind. Yeah, especially... Yeah, I, I, um, you make me think of the okra seeds I have sitting in my seed storage area. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever grow them because I just don't have the space. But yeah, they're, 
they are, uh, I, I really enjoy Baker Creek and Baker Creek uh, heirloom seeds. They make a special effort to make their website accessible and they do a pretty good job. Uh, and, and it is a lot of fun. I, I really like that Michelle brought up uh, how you can learn so much just reading that information. And uh, it's, it's nice to be able to cruise through all of the different options of tomatoes and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a great resource. So March, do you have any other resources? We've kind of covered a lot of territory here. Do you have any other resources we haven't mentioned? Yeah, yeah we, gosh, we really have. Um, trying to think of particular, you know, things online. I mean, one good thing to look up um, especially if you're um, a less experienced at growing and want to know when to plant things. Um, two good things, actually, to research online is um, information about growing in your particular area and then more generally germination temperatures for seeds. Um, that's something that will come up um, online for you if you Google that because there's usually ranges. And if you um, want to say plant carrots in the springtime, you wanna know that the both in your area, when do people plant carrots? And then you wanna know um, what temperatures you're looking for uh, because there's, there's a range. The carrot seeds may germinate best from 65 to 75 degrees and then past 75 you may get a lower and lower percentage of germination because it's just too hot for them um i i deal with that quite a bit um there are things i can never plant outside because it's always um poor conditions and so if you um can research those those seed germination temperatures you'll you'll have better luck because you put seeds in the ground you're waiting waiting you found out that they're supposed to come up in seven to ten days ten days have gone by nothing's up what's going on is it too wet is it too hot and you've had this ten days go by and you try to plant again well more and more time goes by uh, while you're waiting for these seeds to come up so if you can approach it with the most information possible, you'll probably have better luck. Um, I tried onion seeds for the first time this fall, and I knew I couldn't do them in, in early September. They wouldn't, with the kind of onion I was trying to grow, I knew they wouldn't come up. I had to wait till October, and I knew that the germination rate might not be real high. So I knew that I was going to have to keep watch and maybe replant a, a little bit. And, and I've got a reasonable number up now. But but it was doing that research of when is it too early, too late, um, too hot, too cold, too wet. So all of those things have to be taken into consideration. Ladies, it is about nine minutes to the hour. Thank you, Ray. All right. Well, I yeah, and and also some seeds need to be fertilized, um, which means you treat them in certain ways to get them to germinate. Yeah, that's. That is a good point. Um, I did want to give honorable mention to Horticulture Magazine. Oh, yes. Wonderful resource available on BARD. Really great um, 
reading with that magazine over the years. And um, when we were talking about the extension service, that's all that applies to keeping uh, farm animals too. It's not just gardening. They offer a lot of literature and resources for um, taking care of farm animals. Oh yeah. But, and um, I just wanted to ask if anyone else is left, calls we'd love to hear from you uh, if not we'll probably start winding down but anybody else want to raise a hand and pop in with something now's the time okay i'm watching um, i am watching and you have no hands okay all well, right so, I have a suggestion, uh, Deborah. You know about the uh, horticulture magazine that's available through Bard. It it comes out every other month, and so it won't burden you with too much reading. And um, what is so interesting about that magazine is that you will read articles about um, gardens um, that are uh, places that you can visit and um, they're public gardens and you can learn about the history sometimes and how long they've been maintained and just what goes on in uh, some of those gardens. And you really realize how many people are very dedicated uh, to uh, maintaining such places. And um, it's useful because you might, you know, maybe Next year, you're going to go visit a relative in Pennsylvania. And so you've read in, in horticulture about um, a garden up in that area of Pennsylvania that you might then be able to go visit. So you learn about places that uh, that do offer opportunities for visiting and touring. And um, I, I think that's a, a really um wonderful way. I mean, it's my idea of something to do on a vacation for sure is to, to go visit Absolutely. an arboretum or a garden in, um, in some particular area. So um, do consider if you don't already read um, horticulture through, through Bard of um, subscribing to that and, and, and downloading it and uh, giving that a listen. Yeah. Nothing like seeing the actual plant in, the ground and not in a pot or reading about it. Yeah, sure, for sure. Well, I'm, I did want to, to uh, bring up just some things to look forward to that I'm working on. It's not 100% guaranteed some of this, but uh, just in the coming months, uh, what we're looking at in January, we're going to have a historian who specializes in blind history. Uh, some of you may have read her article, Peggy Chong. Um, she wrote an article that uh, was posted on the list, and uh, it was quite good. And she is going to talk to us about uh, various blind um, individuals who have worked in <clears throat> agriculture uh, over the years. And so she will delve into that history with us. She had a few to bring up. And uh, so we'll be talking to her in January. Um, in February, we are going to be talking about adaptive gardening. And this is not just uh, 
talking about blindness, uh, as people get older or even young people who don't want to, uh, you know, overexert themselves gardening, I'll say it that way, um, there are many tools and tricks for uh, gardening in a less physical manner that's um, a, maybe a little more, um, a little easier on the body. So we have a couple of ladies, they are master gardeners, they specialize in this, and um, they will be talking with us about adaptive gardening. Uh, they've given a lot of presentations and um, they, one of the ladies you heard from, she is a retired physical therapist. She's coming back. So that should be really, really interesting. Um, I'm also working on, uh, uh, we're going to have a topic uh, on propagating herbs. There, herbs seem to be a pretty popular topic with us. And uh, this spring, would be a good time to be talking about propagating herbs. And I think I'll be learning, even though I've grown herbs for a long time. Uh, and this is going beyond starting seeds. So uh, her specialty uh, will be, and she's another master gardener. And then um, way off in the future, I have, uh, we're probably going to have Nella on. She has, she's expecting a bunch of baby goats. And she's going to be talking to us and maybe even letting us hear her new baby goats who will be born right. this spring. Mm -hmm. So that should be fun. And it's not guaranteed yet, but I do have a, another favorite. George um, and Sylvia might be coming back and talking to us about an, a trip they have taken to Ecuador to tour orchid growing operations. So. Um, those are some topics that are floating around for the coming months. So please um, come back and we're going to try to go back to our usual second Saturday at five. All right. Well, I will let you wrap it up. I just want to thank our Ray and I didn't catch the name of the streamer today. And I want to thank Carol and Michelle for calling today too. Thank you. Mark, it's yours. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Um, happy holidays and uh, do join us again, uh, second Saturday in January of 2024. That's All it right. for me. Okay, and before I close, um, uh, so don't everybody leave yet. I uh, just want to remind everyone that um, you're it's, we're al you're almost out of time to nominate a community volunteer for the month of November. Um, and uh, if you have someone in the community you think would be a deserving of a volunteer of the month, you can send an email to acbcommunity.committee, that's acbcommunity.committee at gmail.com, and uh, you can uh, nominate someone and... Um, uh, the community support committee will 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 pick that person and uh, um, you know award them a nice uh, little little recognition for their appreciation. We have a lot of great volunteers in the community and certainly uh, like to see those folks get recognized. So, uh, uh, to anybody, host, facilitator, streamer, you know somebody you think has done a really good job. So, just wanted to share that before we close. I want to thank 
uh, Chanel for streaming and handling Clubhouse for us this, after, this morning. Uh, 